Hey there, it's time for another episode of On Target Talks, the podcast all about the nitty gritty in digital marketing. From SEO to social media, from paid spends to trends, we've got you covered. And if you want to keep up with our On Target team, follow us on social media at On Target Digital via Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Hey, hi everybody. Um, this is Shelby with On Target Content Marketing Senior Strategist. I am not sure what my title is. It changes like the wind. And I am joined today um, by Connor. And you know both of us. Yeah, we've been here. Connor, what is your title? I'm the web designer. But is that just it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. I don't have any like suffixes or MA, BS. <laughs> I have a BA. And what is your degree in or anything? Have we talked about this? I don't think we have. Oh, man. What is it in? Uh, digital media? That sounds convincing. Very general. I like it. No, it works. Well, they, they, they switched colleges like a year before I graduated. So mm. it was going to be something, something. But it ended up just being a communications degree. Okay. It was going to be an art degree. You know how it goes. I... Mm. I honestly don't. I mean, I do, theoretically, big picture, talking to my friends. But, like, I don't know. I was on a pretty straightforward trajectory all through journalism school. Now, when I left journalism school and realized I didn't want to go into the newsroom, that's when, like, things got weird and wonky and a little bit nebulous. But, you know, it's fine. So, what are we talking about today, Connor? Well, I think today we're probably, if I'm reading this correctly, going to be talking about um, what came first. Was it the the design of your of your site, or is it the content of your site? Or just in general, because I feel like I've had this discussion with other designers I've worked with before on, like, print collateral. That too, yeah. You know, like, what's more important? Is it your design, or is it what you say I always, in that design? I always jump into site. Like, that's just what comes out well, of my mouth. Well, that's where your brain is. Yeah, I, but, like, I guess, yeah, when I say that, maybe I don't necessarily mean site, just your thing. Yeah. Whatever you got. It's Whatever, if it's a newsletter, if it's an email blast, if it's your website, if it's your, you know. Yeah. And there are different schools of thought. Um, but this podcast is basically going to be a cage match between me and Connor. Sorry, Takeem, you're going to be a bystander in this. <laughs> um, we'll try not to hurt you in the process. <laughs> no audio engineers were hurt in the making of this podcast. Yet. Yet. Um, but I am team content. I'm I'm probably honestly team content too. What? But but for the sake of this episode, I'm gonna have to be team design. Well, wait. What if we did something different? What if we made this interesting? What if I had to make a case for design, and you make a case for content? Well, I'm gonna have an easier time than you, I think. Because mm. I'm already team content. You know, we're gonna give this a try. Okay. We're gonna see if I can vouch for your job and you vouch for mine. Is basically what this is gonna come down to. Okay. Cool. Cool. Please don't get me fired. I won't. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> Michael, if you're listening, don't fire me. Connor does have good notes in here, which I can expound upon. Uh, so. The third one, I think you should start with. No, I'm not starting <laughs> with beans. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not starting with beans. Connor and I have a Google Doc going just so that we kind of know each other's stream of consciousness and give a little bit more insight into our talking points, and he literally put 
beans on the document that I'm staring at. I need you guys to know. Well, depending on what Takeem splices into this from our, our pre-podcast discussion, beans might already be a part of this one. No, beans just keeps growing. The word <laughs> keeps growing in the document. All right. Connor, I will go ahead and let you have first pass. Okay. Um, so I think the, the most compelling argument for starting with content before you do anything design-related is, first and foremost, to know what you're working with. Like, you really, you can't, I, th I think it's like, like you've said in meetings with other clients, you can't build a house without a solid foundation. Um, you, you need to have something to go off of, and ultimately people are gonna be coming to your site or you know, reading your email blast or looking at the back of your t-shirt for what's there, not for how it looks. Ultimately, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you, you could have a cool t-shirt, but if it's if you're using it for the sake of marketing your brand, you're gonna want the information on it to be front and center, right? If that makes sense. Right, but you said the words front and center and that deals with design. I guess it does. So you can have you can have great content, but if it's hidden away, then that content is useless. But okay, but hear me out on this one. If there's no content to begin with, what is being designed? Shapes? <laughs> Question mark? I think here's the thing. A picture is worth a thousand words, right? Mm -hmm. And design is just a structured series of pictures in a way. So maybe there is some way through, I don't know, like little, what are the icons? There we go. Like icons, you can still get a message across. It doesn't necessarily have to be through words. I guess that, that could, we could branch off of that um, and jump into briefly emojis. Ooh. Because, I mean, that's. That's it. I'm no, I'm not content marketing anymore. I'm just doing emojis. <laughs> any blog is going to be done in emojis now. <laughs> I think it would be worth a shot. If there's like a national emoji day, and we could ask Maddie if there is a national emoji there day. There 100% has to be. Then I think that would be a great day to do it. Yeah. Oh, I think then just give people like fake blogs just written in emojis. And then send them the real and one after see, they get mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> see what happens. There are a couple clients I can think of that would think it's funny and then be like, hey, can you give us the real content? And be like, yeah, sure. That's the real content. That, that, that's it. That's what we're rolling with here. Look, if the ancient Egyptians can do it, then so can you. See, there we go. I, you don't even need words at this point. You just need design. So what, what else do you have for me, sir, since I swatted that one down? Ka-chow. What, what else do you have for me? since I swatted that one down. Ka-chow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I watched Cars the other night and just popped in my head. Life is a highway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that one had to sit for Takeem to get that one for a second. <laughs> mm, I really, I mean, I want to lean back on... Okay, so here's here's another good example of why I think content should be more heavily weighted. Um, again, just flushing my job down the toilet here. But <laughs> content should be, that's not how I want to word it. No, there, go, there, with, go with it. There are plenty of websites, and I, I just, oh, I'm, I'm just going to keep referencing websites, so I may as well just roll with it. No, that's fine. Think about um, 
like th there's a ton of websites that really don't have any design at all that get visited all the time and like they're super useful and a lot of people don't even think about them anymore when they use them but a great example would be wikipedia mm. there is pretty much other than the layout you know there's there's really not a whole lot of design there like right. it's pretty much just content that has been laid out but if you convert in any Wikipedia page into just a big, long, scrolling block of text, it would function the same way, you know? I guess. Craigslist is another example. Ooh, Looks like true. garbage. I'm sorry, Craigslist. I just flushed our sponsorship, our <laughs> Craigslist sponsorship <laughs> opportunity down the drain, too. But it, lo it looks terrible, but it's an incredibly useful site. Right. But I feel like over time, Google started weighing in the aesthetic of a design. And it's not like through some sort of aesthetic value meter, you know, but they take into account how long people spend on the site and design affects load speed a lot more than people realize. And if a design takes forever to load on a site, it's just people are going to bounce and Google factors that in. So I feel like there is some level of like consideration to the attractiveness and the streamline, I guess how fast design gets you to the content that you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So when you, um, build something out just in your designer brain, do you consider copy placement or does it go design first and then like you give it to me? And I just fill in whatever lorem ipsum. So in, in my designer brain, I, will, I would always prefer to go into um, like laying a mock-up out or something with the content. Okay. I, will, I would always like to stick the text on the page before I start moving things around. And lorem ipsum is fine for that. Like it gets the job done, but it's never totally right because it's not the content. You don't know how long it's going to be, so you sort of just have to wing it, you know? See, that's interesting because I have been in positions where I've had to work in the opposite and been fine with that. Especially, I think back to when I was in journalism school and you're given, just because of the state of newspapers, you're given maybe 10 uh, characters, like 10 spaces where you can fit a headline or like the size spec is, is fixed because it's going to print. And you have to work within those confines. And so I'm used to doing the opposite, which like the way we work now, we're kind of just like evaluate on the fly per client because mm -hmm. some clients are more design focused and then some are like, this wording has to be on here exactly like this. Right. So the problem comes from not knowing which one is more important. And it's wanting to do both and one ultimately gets sacrificed for the other. So... If you're listening to this podcast and you're trying to figure out a design project, um, go into it knowing one of two things. Do you want it to be super informative and you want the content to lead? Or do you want it to be super eye-catching and pretty and aesthetically pleasing and then the design will lead? Because whenever you partner with a marketing company, those are the questions that we ask you. And then we kind of operate off of that, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely whether you're, you know, running on your own and, and trying to do it without hiring an agency or like a freelancer to do that sort of a thing for you. That's definitely still something you should consider. Espe I mean, e especially if you're not going to outsource the labor to somebody else, 
you need to know. I was going to try to use a fun analogy, but like you, you really just need to know what you want to start with. Mm-hmm. Like pick one of them that you feel more comfortable starting with and then let the second or the, the other one follow Got, behind. Yeah. 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 And most marketing agencies are pretty flexible in that. I mean, and on Target, we lean a little bit more content heavy because we were a content founded company. But when it comes to what Connor and I do, we just want the messaging through both design and content to come across to clients. So I think that makes the most sense. This podcast is brought to you by Pure Grind Coffee. If you're a hustler, an entrepreneur, a small business owner, a creator, you name it, this is the coffee for you. It's amazing. It's rich. It keeps us all jacked up here at On Target. So visit puregrindcoffee.com. It's a monthly subscription product that you're going to freaking love. And that was a word from our sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) So um, design content that was those are really good arguments for content and like it's hard to vouch for design um because good design you're not supposed to see it Mm -hmm. good design you're never supposed to see uh it's supposed to feel natural everyone knows when they see bad design um in orlando we have the eye for eyesore which is one of the worst designed buildings i think anyone's ever seen if you're listening from you know outside of the 407 area i Suggest you look up the Majesty Building mm-hmm. um, and understand that it's been sitting there for well, just about 20 years unfinished. You can literally look up eye for eyesore. It is <laughs> design-wise one of the most intriguing, I think is the nicest way to phrase it, uh, buildings in the city. And it's that is a prime example of bad design that has literally just come into its own. Or another one I think of when I think of like just weird and bad design I remember when Gritty debuted with the Flyers, the Philadelphia Flyers, as their mascot. And everyone was like, this is the worst mascot design we've ever seen. And now he's just, like, so bad, it's great. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of uh, Raymond, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Why isn't he a Ray? <laughs> what is he? I went to a school where our mascot was a hill. <laughs> the hill toppers. So Big Red is literally, he looks like Grimace, a chicken nugget. Yeah, he looks he looks like Grimace, but like a red version with his huge mouth. Is he the one that like ate that cheerleader? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So he, he like wins a bunch of mascot competitions just because he's so great, has this great personality. But design-wise, he makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Stetson? We love him for it. So I haven't, what's Stetson? Hat. Is it literally just a hat? It's a Stetson. I mean, like, their mascot's a guy wearing a Stetson, but they're the hatters. Yikes. <laughs> That's interesting. All right. So my case for design, as I had to think about this. Um, so when I go to Barnes & Noble, the first thing that appeals to me, even though I'm someone who believes in never judging a book by its cover, is that I literally judge books by its covers. I find myself doing the same thing. And if it's an appealing cover that stands out to me, then and only then will I open the inside cover and read what the book is about. Yeah. Like, it's got to appeal to me on a color front. It's got to be some cool font. Like, I don't even have to, like, look at the title. The first thing that grabs my attention is the design. You you know what's the worst offender of that category of the bad book cover design? Mm -hmm. When it's not a self-help book 
but it looks like one. Oh. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like someone pointing and pointing with their arms across their chest. Well, I don't know how they would do that. Just kidding. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> if you can figure out how to cross your arms and also point, uh, please message us. We're trying to figure that out. That's our next. We've got a new position opening up for uh, <laughs> arms crossing, fingers pointing. Anyone knows how to figure that out. But I don't know if it's actual science, but I'm pretty sure there have been studies done testing the theory of judging a book by its cover. And I feel like a lot of people will judge content based on the design first before they even read the content. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's definitely true. Like, may, I don't, you know, I'm coming from like a different perspective than I think a lot of people would be where, like, I'm always looking for design first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's maybe a little different. But that is always what I look for first. And we have to, like, take ourselves out of marketing brain sometimes. And it's sometimes really hard to turn off when you're out in public and you're just like, wow, that's really cool packaging. Or, like, that product placement's really smart in a movie. Um, or, like, wow, this is really well-written content. I am compelled to, like, do whatever they're wanting me to do. Yeah, I think I frustrate my girlfriend often by doing that. Like, for no reason at all. I'll be like, well, that's cool packaging, don't you think? And she's like... And Vic's like, I just want to throw this away. She's like, I, I <laughs> guess. Yeah, it's cool. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I luckily am dating a content creator or, like, someone who also is a writer. So we will read really terrible descriptions of things and just think it's hilarious. But it's hard for me to turn off my brain when it comes to social media advertising because that's part of what we do here too. And so I'm just like, oh, man, I know I'm being, like, pitched this ad because this well-designed, content-laden ad for, like, a pair of leggings or something on Instagram. And I know exactly what <laughs> type of demographic they're going for. And Instagram marketers do it the best. Mm-hmm. Like, the targeted ads that I get on most other platforms – they're usually for something that I've already heard of, something that I've researched. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, I know what that is. Whenever, and it's not often, but whenever I open up Instagram, there's always within, like, three finger swipes mm-hmm. something that I haven't seen that's pitched so well where I'm like, no, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And I usually end up looking at it. And because Instagram is, like, visual yeah. nine times out of ten, it's, like, a well-designed, well-placed product ad. Yeah. So... Again, it comes back to design first. Yeah, but if it was just a uh, you know some blocks, without anything telling me about what's mm. what it is, I probably wouldn't click on it. I'd be like, that's really cool. Just like colored, colorful blocks. Colorful? Well, no, that's not what they're selling you anyway. But one could argue that an image of the product is content. Ooh, and now we've reached the final round. Is visual element? only design or is design inherently content too like are we defining content as copy copy imagery Mm. like like photography right that's that's nebulous well let me continue on that train by asking about somebody's like an artist or a designer's portfolio Mm -hmm. where the content is then literally designed but is it content? No, it's design work. I don't know. That's hard. 
Do you guys have thoughts about this? Please, please let us know. Like, reach out if you're listening. Um, because, like, how, how do you, the listener, define visuals? Because when I think of visuals and when you build out a website, Connor, a, like a hero image, I know those images are part of what the overall message is going to be, but the design itself is, like, part of that overall message, too. Mm -hmm. But the hero image plays a huge role in, like... Retention. Yeah. Yeah. So, and another point I was going to make for design is that it just affects your emotions way faster than content does. Like, there's some really great um, copy that makes me kind of emotional like when I think of advertising and I'm not going to tell Takeem that an ad made me cry because he's just going to make fun of me again was it the Pampers one no <laughs> no it all a lot of the Disney ads get me because it's just really really a well designed was it the was like, duck one the duck one's really cute Connor it's just really it was cute. the duck one that one almost made me cry too I won't lie the I'm a princess ones though get me right I've in the feels them. They are just, the imagery is really, really stunning, but the content just bolsters that and it's like super empowering and like little feminist messages to both boys and girls. And I love that. But yeah, design to me, you know, with color scheme, with angles, with shapes, hits your emotions faster than the content itself will. So, and also, um, oh no, you look like you're doubting me. No, I was just thinking. I was I was thinking about how I wanted to say that that is a good point because you could probably take the exact same piece of copy piece of copy you could take the exact same copy and then if you put like an angry face in front of it yeah. or you know like made the site red even if you use different font choices yeah on like how you style the content also matters to me depending on the font Depending on the typeface, excuse me. Depending on the typeface, I will read it in my head like in a different voice. Yeah. You know? Like if it's a fancy squiggly font, it's going to be like Ian McKellen reading it in my brain because he has a fancy voice. Yeah. You know? Times New Roman is just like a straightforward. It's like a, like a, 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 oh no, I forgot his name. Morgan Freeman. No. News, like famous news anchor. Walter Cronkite. I wasn't going with Walter Cronkite. I was going with the other one. But yeah, Walter Cronkite. Just like like a transatlantic accent. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, and then my last like big selling point for design is that it makes really difficult content easier to digest. And by really difficult content, I mean highly technical content. So I can think of a handful of our clients that have very technical content things that even within their industry are really really like highbrow and hard to understand and they're trying to sell to people that aren't necessarily in that level of content um all the times maybe they're not in that industry or maybe that's the cfo that is just signing the check and the easiest way to get them to at least be interested in listening to like the highly technical jargon that's about to be on the site is by making it look pretty. And I know that sounds kind of laughable, especially if you pride yourself in having like really technical content and being incredibly smart in your industry. But if you want someone to buy your stuff, you got to make it look good first, you know, and you got to make that a really nice package. Yeah. 
So like um like when you're so smart you can't talk to regular people anymore kind of a thing. Right. You never want to get to that point yeah. in any of your content or your deliverables. And if you need to get that technical in your content, that's totally fine. Give it to people in a package where they at least like try to listen. Yeah. You know, like attempt. Stick it in some documentation. Don't make it the main affair. Right. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're at an impasse. Honestly, I can't tell <laughs> if there was a winner at all. Uh, they're both important. They're both. Everybody wins. Everyone wins. The real winner is the friends we made along the way. Along the way. Gosh, we are millennials. <laughs> <laughs> it's our participation trophies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I from design to content, um, you know, like what your marketing says about both of them like cohesively matters to your audience because both of those things play a huge role in um, how people perceive your brand. So if you have no idea where to get started or if you still think Comic Sans uh, font is a great way to display your content, um, give us a call. We'll talk through both of those things with you and we will beg you never to touch Comic Sans again unless you're being super ironic on social media. Or if you're making educational software, question mark. Oh, really? Who's doing it? But, you know, mm. it's still it's, rough. It gets the job done in the classroom, I think. Mm. It's cute. Okay. I don't want to see it anywhere else. I don't, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, that's it from us. Until next time, have fun. Be safe. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Keep your mask on. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Please. <laughs>Thank you for listening to another great episode of On Target Talks. We hope you enjoyed our insightful takes as well as our team members' banter. Again, follow us at On Target Digital on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thank you.